Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, it's that man there. Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world. For us. The old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself. Each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever. Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic need a culture change According to Neil Lennon After losing 4-1 at home to Sparta Prague Rangers looked all set for three points in Lisbon But had to settle for one After a late Benfica fight back And four big games in the Premiership tonight With Aberdeen Hibs and St Mirren Dundee United among them I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans Rangers getting mugged in Lisbon Was an unfortunate end to the night for Steven Gerrard But at least his team are top of their Europa League group Celtic losing 4-1 at home to a team Who hadn't played a domestic game for four weeks Because of coronavirus Who are missing six players because of coronavirus And who had lost seven goals to Lille and to Milan In their two previous Europa League games that was something else altogether It was a pathetic result On top of a pathetic performance And I think that will be reflected Over the next two hours Well I think the manager said He needs a culture change But uh, I think the, the Celtic fans Are just looking for consistency You know and I think That's the biggest thing That they'll be searching for At this moment in time They go from Seem to go from one Performance to, to the next And there's ex- extremes in between As far as Rangers are concerned I think it, it, In the, the cold light of day Of course A bit similar to, to Celtic Last week Losing a two goal advantage Before the game Had kicked off Appointment a good result But Rangers actually Dominated the game And I think they'll be Bitterly disappointed They didn't get all three points Nevertheless as you said Still top of the group 0141 951 1025 What's on your mind tonight? I'm looking at the phone lines I I suspect there is quite a lot on quite a lot of minds mm. tonight, Hugh Keevans. And I don't think it takes a bold prediction to say that it's probably uh, following on from Celtic's defeat more than anything. Listen, when you're Celtic and you've won one of your last six games, that is the cue for mayhem. Uh, and the Celtic supporters will look at that performance last night and think it was a ridiculous performance. Players who are far more talented than that who appear not to be applying themselves at all times uh, just a rank bad night for Celtic 
Yeah, Jim, as Hugh says, it's it's about the context, it's about the bigger picture. Last night, it actually in itself is a really bad result, mm-hmm. and it is the type of result which would get a lot of negativity and a big reaction. But sometimes that can happen, but it doesn't always happen on the back of losing to Rangers and losing mm-hmm. to Milan and drawing in Aberdeen. You know, it, it's it's all piling up a little bit at the moment for Celtic. Yeah, and I think uh, as, as Hugh mentioned, you know, you you can. Not, not say accept it but you can understand if you're if you're playing teams who are playing at the top level and uh, you know they, they're at the top of their game and you're maybe underperforming a little bit but as, as you mentioned there you know th- no, they, they haven't been in good, playing much football recently they have been um, you know decimated by uh, COVID-19 and you know they don't come to Celtic full of confidence brimming with confidence Celtic on the back of that you know, relatively comprehensive one at the weekend getting into the, the, the Cup final, Scottish Cup final, you thought it would have given a real boost to the confidence, but it didn't work out that way. And again, you know, the the, the, the spotlight's going to fall on the defence. Of course, everyone will say defend as a team, lose as a team. But there were so many basic errors defensively um, from a defensive unit that, um, you know, that made it actually quite easy for, for Sparta, ultimately because they didn't have to work too hard. And I think that'll be such a... A frustration for Neil Lennon that you know the opposition really didn't have to earn their corn really. Yeah, and Hugh, from Rangers' perspective, it maybe felt a little bit like a defeat at the end of the game, oh. just given the way the game panned out. But in the cold light of day, you would absolutely have taken a point away in Lisbon, seven points, and again in Europe and domestically, everything seems to be heading in the right direction. Yeah, I mean Celtic could do nothing right, Rangers could do nothing wrong. Uh, as I say, it was a bit of a mugging uh, to be as far ahead as they were. Um, people could look at it and say Well they, they lost a two goal lead While playing ten men So there's a negative side to it But Rangers are top of the league By nine points They are top of their Europa League group Celtic are bottom of theirs The contrast is great 01419511025 Talk to us Let us know what's on your mind Get get it all off your chest tonight uh, Neil Lennon says There needs to be a culture change At Celtic After that humiliating defeat It was a 4-1 Loss on the night Making it three defeats In the last three home games And the manager says It's totally unacceptable There was a lack of Application about us tonight I don't know where it's come from Because we had a Really good day on Sunday For a good week And I think The lack of hunger Was really apparent tonight The hungrier team won And that's That's on us I suppose But um, I can't defend the players I've tried to You know Over the piece But I can't defend them tonight so there has to be a culture change, you know, and I've got to change it quickly. Um, and the players need to change quickly as well because that's totally unacceptable for a club of our standing. But as a manager, I have to accept responsibility, obviously, but, um, you know, the players have to look at them, themselves as individuals. Neil seems to switch from being tremendously optimistic about things to being tremendously pessimistic. How can there be a lack of hunger? Among Celtic players Playing at home In a European tie But Recent history tells us Ferenc Varos At Celtic Park Cost Celtic the Champions League uh, And here we go again With the Sparta Prague result I know there are no people there However Even if there were 60,000 there And I mean no disrespect To any group of fans Fans can't score at one end And they can't keep them out at the other it's all down to those Celtic players and the manager. 01419511025. Let's get stuck in with Peter, who's calling from Paisley tonight. Peter, sum up how you're feeling as a Celtic fan at the moment. 
devastated. I hadn't even spoken to my fiance in my wings. Devastated. Neil Lennon, Hugh, how you doing, guys? Hugh, you can have stole my thunder there. Neil Lennon goes to co- uh, to conference to conference, saying my full of confidence after the Aberdeen game. We're at home. A must-win European tie game for us to qualify. At least have a good chance here. I don't even know where to begin. To the back two, to the front two. Shane Duffy cannot quote it at Scottish football level. Down in England, he thinks it's dead slow up here, too fast. If you look at the Miss Celtic goals I've conceded, it's came through an individual error from Shane Duffy. He's an internationalist. He's got so many caps, but yet he causes havoc for our defence. I don't even know where to begin with Neil Lennon. He says a culture shock needs to be happening. He needs to go. We're getting back to the old Neil Lennon on his first spell. It's just no good enough. European football at that level for Celtic? Come on, man. There must be bigger than that. Neil Lennon, his time's up. Needs to go. This is what happens, Jim. The scattered gun comes out, and mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's it's wrong to do that, but it perhaps underlines the the size of the task facing Celtic at the moment. Because Peter's on talking about Shane Duffy, so you've got individual performances, but mm-hmm. that feeds into recruitment as well. Yep. You know, why was he deemed to be a good signing? Mm-hmm. The goalkeeping situation: Barkas five million quid. Mm-hmm. Bain comes in. Is is he at the level that, that Celtic fans would like? You've got your star man, if you like, in Odson Edward. What about his performances? The manager's getting it. it it's. There's a lot to take in Yeah I mean When you're a club The size of Celtic The expectation levels Are always extremely high And you've got to be able To deal with that And Peter uh, You can you can hear The frustration The anger The disappointment In, in his voice and his tone And I think that's uh, You know you know, I, I don't know if it's a majority But certainly there's a lot Of Celtic fans are, are, Have a similar thought now And that comes from That inconsistency As I mentioned You know from from the weekend, Peter, like a lot of Celtic fans, was probably quite optimistic going into the game after you beat yeah, Aberdeen, and then and then you go into this game and it's like night and day. It's like complete contrast. Listen, Shane Duffy has not settled in. I think we, we can all say it takes time, and sometimes a young player maybe come from a different country and all these sort of things. You give him a little bit more leeway, but he is an experienced player. Um, you know, he's, he's played a lot of games at top level. He should be able to handle that. And he is making basic errors. I think the, the difficulty that Celtic have at this moment in time is they don't have other options. Ayers out, Julian's out. Beaton's not a natural centre defender. I think you could see that last night. In some games when Celtic are dominating the game, he gets away with it. But last night mm. he was exposed a few times as well. So they don't have a great amount of options just now to change it, even if he wanted mm. to. So therefore, Neil Lennon's got a... A managerial job to do, which is not to but destroy you know, Shane Duffy just now, because he's got to he's got to play him, and if he's got to play him, he's got to support him. But taking Europe in isolation, Jim, mm-hmm. Cluj at Celtic mm-hmm. Park, Ferenc Varos at Celtic Park, Sparta Prague at Celtic Park. Neil Neil Lennon is, you know, building up an unfortunate record of losing to lesser teams, and by lesser teams, I mean. We always talk about Celtic and the budget and the wages and the and, and it's true. They've, they've got players at a cost that Cluj and Sparta Prague and Ferns Barrows couldn't begin to match. But he's building up a track record here of losing to lesser teams at Celtic Park and it's extremely costly. Uh, Peter, you said the manager has to go and I know for a fact we'll get lots of calls along those lines tonight. But it was only, what, 10 days ago he was... Very vociferous in his defence of himself Said there is no justification 
for that type of talk. So, what, what would you say in response to that? No, no, Lennon. This is what, what Hugh was saying. He jumps to press conference to press conference. We're playing with good attentive, but what to score goals, good attacking. Last night was absolutely woeful. If Brendan Rogers was still there and he got that result last night, would he still be there? Would he? On the, on the performance that they're playing just now? Well, it's just absolutely gut wrenching watching that last night. It was just unacceptable. And I know Neil Lennon's been good for Celtic, but he's just came back to his, his old way, his tactics, his philosophy. Whereas when Brendan Rodgers came in, and he even admitted it himself, when he came back, he went with Brendan Rodgers' philosophy. Hence why we got to the cup final, hence why we won the treble. Peter, uh, so, I'll, Peter say this, I'll say this to you, Peter. I'll say this to you, Peter. Not one word of criticism that you've levelled against Neil Lennon would I argue with. Because I'm a firm believer that you're all in this together, manager and players. No one gets a free pass. But Peter, I'll ask you about individual Celtic players as well. And we've highlighted Shane Duffy. That's a given. But, you know, El Yunusi and the famous mobile phone, uh, Odson Edward didn't look... Even remotely unhappy about getting taken off uh, There's things going on that you, you just look and say How can they go from the high of Aberdeen Where they were very, very good the first half To the absolute low of last night Thank you very much to Peter for kicking us off tonight 01419511025 uh, Let's bring in Gary in Easterhouse Same question to you Gary How would you sum up how you're feeling this evening? Um Deeply embarrassed to be honest. Um, don't know where to start. Um, obviously, what Hugh touched on earlier um, about the one in one and six at Parkhead, that's unacceptable. Um, also, at Parkhead, you're conceding nine goals at your last three games at Parkhead as well. Um, I never thought I'd need to say it, but it's time for the board to act and they're, they're going to need to bring in a new manager. I know you're going to throw back at me who's going to be a new manager. I've seen Eddie Howe's name been banded about. I don't know much about him to to go for Eddie Howe, but I mean I'm not Peter Lawwell takes a two million bonus. He, he's the guy who should be making them decisions. But if they don't act now, is this just going to drag on to January until we lose to Rangers and then they realise the league's away and ten in a row's away? I mean if players odds and Edward last night doesn't look as if he wants to play for Neil Lennon. You've got a guy who gets subbed El Yunusi, he's in the he's in the stands playing about with his phone. It's as if because like I don't know, like the fans on there, the, the players that seem to think as well that Parkhead's just like a big empty and they can do what they want. Um obviously that's down to the manager as well, but the players they, they need to take responsibility for that as well. Um when Neil Neil Lennon inherited a good team. When you had Brendan Rodgers in there, you had Callum McGregor not flying. But I feel as if when Neil Lennon came in, you don't get that out of Callum McGregor's and stuff anywhere. It's as if they're, they're not the players they were anywhere. And I think it's a big decision the board have got to make over the next couple of weeks or we're going to be having this same discussion and Rangers are just going to end up running away with the leagues and stuff and you'll be well out of Europe by then anyway. It's a great point, Jim. And I'll get Jim's thoughts first, being a manager and having worked at various roles at football clubs. Where is that balance between players taking responsibility mm-hmm. and managers? Because you've heard Neil Lennon there pretty clear. He just said after the game last night, I can't defend the players. Mm-hmm. You know, I've tried in the past, I can't defend them. 
But then as Gary says I mean as the manager You are the guy who often identifies them Signs them Picks them And is charged with Getting the best out of them Because good managers Although we always look at signings Managers You look at Have they improved this player Have they improved that mm-hmm. player So where Where does the, the balance of blame lie Yeah well the first thing is That might not be the case It's like You can identify a, a type of player You might need But that might have yeah, been uh, done yeah, And then it feeds into By head of recruitment yeah, Or department So therefore players can sometimes Be brought to the club Not sure You might see I'm looking for a goalkeeper and they give you three or four options And then you You know that, That's yep. good discuss. But it's not always What it was years ago Maybe 10, 15 years ago Where managers were responsible For all of the recruitment And all the decision making When players come and leave uh, Come to the club And leave the club But in terms of Responsibility It's always going to fall to the manager Listen When the team does well The manager really takes A little step back And praises the players That's the way it's always been When it doesn't do well The managers try to Deflect mm. it away from the players A little bit And accept that responsibility so that's just the nature of the job you're in And when you're in a job like Celtic There is definitely no hiding place, that's for sure And when you're in a season like this season When there's 10 in a row at stake Then that is highlighted even more The spotlight is on you even from a greater than normal But I, I think that Listen, I, I was up at Aberdeen And I thought Callum McGregor actually did really well I thought oh. again at the weekend against Aberdeen He did really well again I, I think he's one that's I'm not saying he's right at the peak He's not But I think he's one that can it can look in the mirror. I think there are other ones who are, who are not quite at the same level. It's like the, the the phone situation. Listen, even at my level, players come in, phones must be off at half past one and not on till five o'clock. That's it. It's a straight rule. And I'm sure Celtic and other clubs will have these rules. So that's due to the individual player. He he has done something silly. And therefore, you know, and that brings more attention, which is unnecessary. But as far as performances are concerned, yeah, ultimately the manager has to take responsibility. One, That's the nature of it. One of the phrases which always accompanies a run like this, one win in six games, is that, ah, the manager's lost the dressing room. I cannot prove or disprove that the manager has lost the dressing room. What I will say is, I go back to the Ferenc Varos press conference where Neil Lennon came in and in his anger stated that there were several players who wanted out of the club and so far as he was concerned, they could go. I look at Last night And I think to myself And I know it's always amateur psychology And all the rest of it I look and I think This is not a happy ship This is a ship that Bobs up and down It goes from A terrible result against Rangers To a a good result against Lille uh, To a, a very good result against Aberdeen And then plummets again last night Against Sparta Prague For me Everything does not look Quite settled at Celtic Gary thanks a lot For getting in touch tonight It's the first time We've heard from you So hopefully uh, We'll catch up with you soon That was Gary in Easterhouse 01419511025 Phone lines Are a bit on the busy side We'll hear again From Neil Lennon After these You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here Very busy on the phone lines tonight At Clyde SSB on Twitter If you want to put your cro- your point across there as well Let's take a look at what's coming in um, Mr RFK says Culture change What? We had a winning culture for years and years Lennon is to blame for the turmoil Lost the dressing room first time around Did it at Hibs Now he's at it again Get him out uh, But there is some defence of Neil Lennon out there on Twitter as well uh, John McIlvany says Neil Lennon will lead us to 10 in a row I don't have a problem with him staying Get off the man's Back We swear he word in there as well uh, And Ross Gibbs says I don't think there's a major problem At Celtic this season 
The biggest issue is Rangers are better than them this year Which they've forgotten how to handle Well first of all Statistically speaking Neil Lennon takes over from Brendan Rodgers And wins four trophies on the bounce You literally cannot do any better than that Uh, He's a cup final against Hearts Away from quadruple treble However I cannot absolve Neil Lennon from blame When the side wins one in six matches When an accumulation of bad results against lesser teams in Europe is happening. He cannot distance himself, socially or otherwise, from the players. They're all in it together. Let's bring in Billy and Shettleston and see what he has on his mind. Billy, I'll, I'll put a challenge out to you. Keep it clean. But what what word would you use to describe Celtic's performance last night? One word. Well, there's quite a few words I could come up <laughs> well, with. Give us a few, that's fine. Give us a few. <laughs> Uh, shameful, embarrassing, embarrassing, inept, lack of desire, everything, no professionalism, shambolic. It's, it goes on. It just goes on. So can can you know. narrow it down, Billy, to the sort of the, the main thing that's annoying you? Because the flavour that we're getting already, you know, it's like I mentioned earlier, that scattered gun, Neil Lennon, the players, the recruitment, you know, it's all there. What what's the sort of overriding factor for you that, that's annoying you at the moment? Right now it feels like it's a collective now It feels like Neil Lennon does not know how to take him That extra yard or extra step further now Maybe he has lost the dressing room Maybe he hasn't Maybe Maybe there's a There's a faction in the dressing room Who's not willing to play for the manager any longer It could be a, a, a accumulation of things But If he can't If they can't raise a game for the manager Then there's only one solution And it's the manager has to go You can't get rid of all the players now you can And it's an easy option To say well If the players aren't playing For the manager It has to be the manager That goes And not all the players And at the end of the season On the January transfer window Then you can ship out Those players Who are running around With a petty lip And in a sulky uh, mood With the club To get For example These players Are on a, a, A good A good income On a weekly basis For example some of those or most of those players earn more in a week than I do in a year. And they're not happy. It's it's a wake up call. So as these well, people need Billy, to get a grip of things. Billy, that is the way football works. And you're absolutely correct. Uh when the team is successful, it's everyone's success. When the team's unsuccessful, it's the manager's fault and he gets the bullet. Uh so Celtic have some pretty difficult games. Ahead on a domestic front And for the Celtic supporters To suspect In the month of November That there's no 10 in a row In the month of May 2021 Then this build up Of pressure Is understandable What and stage are we at then On that front Because Neil Lennon Doesn't think that There is even a discussion About his future he may, Or there shouldn't be He made that very clear last week yeah. I can't convince the Celtic fans of that These phone lines are red hot Hugh And, yeah. and Twitter is, is the same How how close is that to becoming a realistic discussion? He's living on a game to game basis uh, I think Because 10 in a row has made this a unique season I, I said at the start of the season One of them, either Neil Lennon or Steven Gerrard Won't be there at the end of the season Because the one who finishes second will get the bullet So are fans getting ahead of themselves or not then For instance Would Neil Lennon survive a defeat at Fir Park on Sunday? No 
You don't think so? No Okay um, Jim, Billy's mm-hmm. point and, and this is where with your Membership to the Managers Union you, you'd, mm-hmm. you'd probably You'll get that I'm sure you will but, but he's right isn't it You know if If players aren't playing for you And we, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that is the case But, but if it is it, it, it really does have to be the manager That, that ends up paying the price Because you know, you're, you're just not going to rip up a full squad and, and bin the lot of them You can't Yeah I mean listen We've all been there And Neil came out And, and defended his record And, and vociferously last week uh, And Understand that, but there's been a lot of managers have lost their jobs when they didn't deserve it. You know, if it, you know, a lot, a lot of occasions where that's been the case. Um, you know, they, they've they've did really well, but ultimately the powers that be have decided differently. I looked at it differently. I'm not a great lover of mentioning players' salaries because we all know that players get paid, you know, at the top level ridiculous amounts of money, and it's only mentioned when poor results come in. Yeah. People don't mention it when you're doing well. But and it's not their yeah, fault. Yeah, in yeah, any no, the anybody. But but I, I think that um, you know the 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 discussion is is about whether the players are playing for the jersey, not just the manager. The jersey they're playing for Celtic. They're playing for Glasgow Celtic, a huge football club, and not just you know Scottish terms, British terms. And if they're not prepared to give everything regardless of the manager then I think mm-hmm. the players have to accept a degree of that responsibility and I think sometimes that's where yeah I, I, I then of course been, have been there not a Celtic manager but been there in the past at, at certain clubs Does losing you, the dressing room happen? Because it's one of these yeah, phrases of that you hear, does that does, yeah. that does it happen as, as readily as, as, as people throw that phrase out there? Yeah it does happen because you'll get players who are left out the team and they'll have maybe one or two pals in the team that can aside with them and if you've got three or four of them all of a sudden you might have eight or nine players that are you know not unhappy should we say listen you see it all the time people talk about the bounce a, ma- a club gets when sure. a new manager comes in you'll get players who are right out the picture who have been playing rubbish and then a new manager comes in and all of a sudden they look superstars so that tells you that <laughs> they'd put the tools away now I'm not saying that that is the case for Celtic I think there's a couple of them just playing completely mm-hmm. off for them and I think that after this weekend after this weekend when there's the international break um, I think Neil Lennon you know, would, would be better to, to take a couple of days Stay away from the training ground Allow his coaches to take the small group of players that will be left And just refocus Almost take a few deep breaths And then say right How do I get this mm-hmm. back on track again? To my way of thinking Going back to the Ferdinand Farris press conference Neil Lennon I Hamilton Motherwell I say. Neil, Neil Lennon implied there were factions Within the dressing room For me That's my interpretation yeah. of uh, what he said that night Because he, Without naming people He said there were people who had wanted out of the club for six months mm-hmm. um, So for me It's not A united Dressing room And I think that's why You get Disunited Performances From game to game Billy are you giving any Share of the responsibility To the players How much blame Do they need to take Or is is it all focused On the manager at this stage There are No the players Have got to take the responsibility As well I've, I've never seen such a performance as I have seen last night and I'm not a young man any longer so I've got a lot of experience behind me of watching Celtic every week for as long as I can remember and I don't remember a performance like that in my life I mean even as far down as Callum McGregor last night it's the worst game I've seen that boy play for us so as and that that's probably just the collective unit at the moment the way things are going they're all human there's great things going on in their head at the moment we're all having this current pandemic who knows these things can all have an effect on them 
so they can. There's no fans there. A lot of these players may be going back to an empty place where they're staying and they've got no company and lots of other things outside football could have an effect on it. But some of the players near Beaton again, I could go on and on, Gordon, so I could near Beaton yeah. was well off it last night. But that man's just coming back from a serious illness. Uh, oh, Hugh, yeah. we, we deal in sound bites, don't we? And I was interested that Billy referenced Callum McGregor in terms of his performance, but something I just could not overlook last night was what he said after the game. We're so disjointed, it's unbelievable. Oh. I just thought that was a, a really big statement, and I wondered if that, what does that say about what's going on? Who, who does that reflect badly on? It just, you know, it, it, it's rare for players t- t- to be so forthright. Again, by implication, he's telling you it's not a United dressing room. And Scott Brown. Well, that, that, but to be fair, though, that could mean, in a, in a football sense, performance wise. Rather than that we're not getting on with each other But I just thought it was very, very clear, very cutting We're so disjointed, it's unbelievable Scott Brown, after the Aberdeen game at Hamden Said it was the best Celtic performance for a year and a half He was then interviewed after last night's game And he said the season's slipping away I mean, what's it to be? Uh, And I just don't believe that all is well Uh, And I do believe there are factions within the dressing room uh, And... You know they're at a critical stage of the season. The the Rangers supporters have waited ten years for this moment when the deck of cards looks as if they're about to collapse. You you may well be right. You you admitted it yourself. You can't prove that the dressing room's gone, and and you can't disprove it either. I I'm just always wary. I'm always curious as to whether that's just a very easy thing that gets thrown out there. You know when things aren't going wrong, I always get the sense that it, it might be an assumption. And I know you've backed up by the, the Ferenc Varos comments, but yeah. Is it sometimes a bit of a broad brush that we just say, ah, well, the performances aren't so, the, you know, the, the, there must be a problem in the dressing when, room. What about the, all the other factors that can go into poor performances? One thing from last night Lee Griffiths comes on and makes it 2 1, and your natural reaction is to say, oh ho, mm-hmm. here comes the comeback. Celtic then go on and lose another two goals at home. I mean, it is unforgivable. No wonder the, the fans who have been on so far. Are beyond exasperation mm-hmm. That That is a crazy but, order of events But that, that's my point Jim Why does that have to be A psychological thing Or a relationship thing Rather than just something Going wrong with the football team The players, the tactics, the performance Yeah, any, any football team Could have a dip But listen, a week ago Neil Lennon came out After the, the Lille game And although he lost The two goal yep. lead You know, was waxing lyrical about You know, there was a a lot to be positive And there was a lot to be positive And then backed it up with the result against Aberdeen The semi-finalists who said to go to another cup final next month So within a a very short period of time You went from the the losing the last minute goal against Aberdeen To two really good performances And then last night So as I said before, there's that contrasting And I think that they said there has to be a balance over a period of time Not like... You know, one game we, we at the weekend there. Um, you know, with fans coming on about uh, Laxo saying, "Oh, he's an unbelievable, fantastic! What a, what a player! Yeah. What a signing!" And then next week, someone will get criticised. You have to look at it over a, a concerted period of time. Unfortunately, for this season, and a concerted period of time is a week, <laughs> yeah. because that's what the Celtic fans are telling yeah. us. And we have to we have to respect their views. These are the fans that having that, said that having said, for the last having said that decades. though, I'm, I'm sure the fans would say that they are looking at it across mm. this season. And although they've, they've perhaps been winning games, mm. any fan who is concerned is is probably mm. basing that on the fact that the, the absolute top draw performances have been. Well, you're looking few at key players. That's that's the first thing we always say. So you normally look at your goalkeeper, 
your centre back. Peter Wogg's about the spine, the spine. So obviously the goalkeeper's been all over the place. Shane Duffy's struggled as Julian did before him. Um, you know, Scott Brown's not been at the level where he's normally at. With the callers tonight, you know, about Callum McGregor, I'm still a huge fan of his. Edward has not been anywhere near the player as we well know. So, listen, there are key players. As much as you've got a strong squad in comparison to most other teams in Scottish football, there are still key players mm-hmm. who have consistently this season underperformed. The Celtic Thanks. fans bought 50,000 season tickets for a season they knew they would be watching on television. So they paid their money and they're entitled to speak. I think the scales have dropped from their eyes now. They're no longer saying, got the job done, even though it was tight at Dundee United and tight at Perth against St. Johnson and tight at Paisley against St. Mirren. They're not getting the job done. And now they've arrived at a critical juncture. Billy and Shettleson, pleasure to speak to you. Thanks for getting in touch with the guys tonight. Jimmy is in Johnston. He's got some thoughts on some selection issues that may be hampering Celtic. We'll hear from Jimmy next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The phone lines dominated so far uh, by Celtic's defeat last night. Rangers fans, what did you make of your performance in Lisbon? We've got four big games in the Premiership tonight as well. Uh, so keep your calls coming in then. We are on Twitter. At Clyde SSB Croy Boy says I support Neil Lennon As a man and a manager However something is wrong at Celtic It's time to decide Either Neil stays for the season Or whoever is not happy player wise uh, Get them out in January No matter who it is No one is bigger than the club And uh, Hugh I said the phone lines are very busy um, Paul D just sums up what What this city can be like when, when your football team isn't doing what you think they should be uh, He says The Celtic manager's job is that big a subject That a guy delivering a Chinese just turned up at my door Wrongly And he asks Are you a Celtic man? I am Do you think Neil Lennon should go? We discussed it while someone else's dinner was getting cold <laughs> <laughs> So there we go the, the, the tweet that you read out there uh, About waiting until January It's the damage that might be done between now and January That is the problem for Celtic You know that. Yes, players will go in the window. Uh, maybe others will come in. Although Celtic was used up an awful lot of money at a time when the 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 accounts show they've lost ten million pounds through no fault of their own, but because of the coronavirus. For me, it is the damage that can be done between mm-hmm. November and January that Hugh, is the problem. Do you think Celtic will lose more than? One or two games domestically by, by January. I believe. Do you think they would? I, think, I don't. I, I think they're in a place, Jim, where you know. I don't know whether Celtic will go to Fir Park on Sunday and wipe the floor with Motherwell, or go there and toil. I just, who knows with Celtic now? Let's bring in Jimmy in Johnston. How's it going, Jimmy? Hi there. Uh, uh, panel, I'd like to just put a point uh, across. Uh, that, uh, Here's what to do, Jimmy. Turn your radio off in the background because in about four or five seconds' time, it's going to confuse the life out of you when you hear your own voice eight seconds behind. So turn the radio off. It's off, I think. Good man. We're good to go. Right. Uh, right, panel. I'd like to uh, just put a point uh, to them. Mm-hmm. To you, uh, it's about the boy, uh, Turnbull. We signed this uh, boy Turnbull and he come on. Uh, he's more or less played one full game. And he didn't have a good game. He had an outstanding game. 
and everybody uh, it was watching the game myself and my the boys that I go to the games with we're all excited and saying this this boy's got it. He he'll make a difference. No, I just can't understand how this boy's not. He must be sitting watching what's what's happening on that part and saying he can't get he can't get into the team. I just can't fathom it. He's played Scott Brown three games three games a week. He's he's playing him, and I don't blame Scott Brown because when Scott Brown's on the party, he's one thing about him he'll give you one hundred percent. Know what I mean? I think Lennon's just, it, it, it just baffles me with his, his selections and uh, his tactics. I, I, I think he's lost it, you know what I mean? I, I don't think there's a, I, I can't see him anyway back here. The, the, case of, the case of David Turnbull, Jimmy, surprises me as well. You know, I don't think that you're necessarily buying potential there. If you wanted to spend that amount of money on someone of David Turnbull's age, you must surely think that he's able to go into your first team. And I am surprised by the lack of game time mm-hmm. that David Turnbull has had since joining Celtic. Uh, Jim, I think everybody knows, probably made it clear um, mm-hmm. in the past what I think of David yeah. Turnbull as a player mm-hmm. from, from his time at Fir Park. But mm-hmm. are, you, are we now at the stage where Celtic's problems, if you can call it that, are possibly a bit bigger than just whether they're playing David Turnbull or not? Yeah, I mean, again, listen, there's a lot of players playing off form, but, you know, Jimmy's saying there, that, you know, you bring a player in, uh, you know, and you've got to give him, you know, an opportunity. I mean, I was at, the, you know, the games that, that, that Jimmy... The Hibs game, I think, Hibs game, he came on at half-time, he was outstanding. But then he played against St. Johnson, I think, mm-hmm. the following week, and, and didn't play very well at all. Celtic didn't play great, scored two mm-hmm. goals very late on. And he was he looked a little bit out of position. He wasn't quite sure how he got on the ball and where to play. And it's maybe about fitting him in, uh, as, as Jimmy says, whether it's in Scott Brown's position, not not as a holding midfield player, but more central mm-hmm. alongside Callum McGregor, or does he does he play a slightly more advanced role? Obviously, in Cham was out of the team, and he can back into the team again. Hasn't done as well as he his talent uh, should showcase, but. You know, there are, there is a number of players there who are not performing well, and that's the reason why yeah. I said that a few minutes ago that after the Motherwell game, for me, have a, have a little good think about it from Neil Lennon's point of view, and then look and say, right, who are the guys that are in my corner? Who are the guys that I can rely on? I've just brought this boy to the club. I've given him a great opportunity. Here's your chance, mm. and I think you will see someone like David Turnbull getting more opportunities from a starting place, perhaps this week. Perhaps it might start this week after the anger um, from, from last night. But if not, I think it'll be going forward. You'll see more of David Tumble. Absolutely convinced of that. To be fair, Jimmy, going into the game last night, Ryan Christie had to play and Tom Rogic had to play, given what they had done in the previous games. So is it, how, how would you how do you fit them all in? Well that, that's what Neil Lennon's getting paid for, you know what I mean? Uh, there's 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 one that uh, come into the, I mean I'm not a, a great uh, fan of that uh, that sham the way he's playing now and I, I think uh, if he gets half the chances at that uh, nice sham is go I think the boy will do well no yeah, amateur psychology is going to go through the roof at twelve o'clock on Sunday afternoon because everyone on an individual basis is going to be scrutinised to see are they. Playing for the jersey, as Jim said, uh, or uh, other factions at work here. Sunday is unbelievably important to Celtic. Uh, you know, there's no point in saying ah, it's Motherwell. 
because ah, it was St Johnston and they had it took five substitutions and time added on to get Celtic a win. Mm-hmm. So Sunday is incredibly important. One win in six games. If it's one win in seven games, we know what comes next. Right, thank you to Jimmy in Johnson. James is a Celtic fan from Motherwell. Uh, James, I'm on the ball tonight. I've managed to conclude from the calls that Celtic fans think it was a pretty bad performance last night. That's my my bold conclusion that I'm drawing. Uh, h- how bad are we talking, James? In in, in isolation, how bad was it? Or uh, are people making out to be even worse because of the the run that Celtic have been on recently? Is that enough? Sorry, James. Can you hear us? Hello, James. James is in the tunnel. I mean, he's there. I can <laughs> certainly hear James in Motherwell. James, have you got us? No. I don't think so. I'll let producer Chris catch up with him um, <laughs> and uh, see what's what's going on there. You could almost go through them all individually, Jim, performance-wise. Shane Duffy's had it already tonight. I think Odds and Edwards' names come up. Is what, what would be the other? Kind of, is, is anyone escaping lightly out of all this? I think if you look at that last night performance, no. As I said, you know, because there was no one really played anywhere near the levels you mentioned earlier on. Tom Rogic was so influential at the weekend, and, and Ryan Christie had won their goal and played really well. Even these guys, you know, although they're if you want to call it the the creative spark. You know, everybody was off the pace And it, it was a collectible And it's really difficult You know, to put your finger on one area If you've got one area You can maybe focus on that But if, if, if your defence yep. is leaking Your midfield players are, are not performing Your strikers are, are looking, you know Like, uh, you know, really flat And leaden footed Then, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard Juggling act to get everyone back up to speed uh, Right, I think we do have James and Motherwell back James, can you hear us? Hi Gordon, how you doing? Aye, not bad mate, got you loud and clear We were just asking you how how bad was it last night? Where, where does that rank in terms of recent disappointments? I definitely think it's one of the poorest performances that we've had in a good few years uh, I think it ranks up to the top in my opinion um, the, Every single player just seemed to be gutless They were rotten, they were really poor um, And I just thought I would phone you up tonight to speak about Shane Duffy Okay. Uh, I just think that... Uh, Overall, everything that he's doing now for Celtic is just not working out at all. And as much as I've supported Lennon, I feel as if there's maybe this game coming up on Sunday um, that he needs to drop Duffy. And that's how bad that I think he's got to. I think they've spent that much money uh, to bring this guy in and he's just not performed well. And I think it would make a statement by dropping him and changing the formation to suit you see, on on the one hand, James, I, I would love to say, oh, well, it's not Shane Duffy's fault that he, he's on £40,000 a week, but I, I can't go through with it because Shane Duffy is not playing well. And if Shane Duffy was Shane McGonagall from Motherwell who happened to sign for Celtic, then he would get dropped. I don't know to what extent Neil Lennon's hands are tied. He feels that he doesn't want to throw Shane Duffy under a bus. Mm-hmm. But Shane Duffy, I think, because of his wage packet and because of the loan fee, I think the attention is focused on him. But but again, to cut Neil Lennon and the players some slack, Julian is out. Ayer is out. Mm-hmm. There's a, a dearth of players in that particular area and Shane Duffy just has to, if he can, 
plays way through this Let's stick hypothetically then Jim If mm-hmm. if Ayer and, and, and Julian were fit mm-hmm. Do you drop Shane Duffy? Or do you keep him in and hope he plays his way through it? Because either way When he's when he's in at the moment There's a focus on him every mm-hmm. moment And then last night you make the mistake Spotlight on again Now if you drop him The spotlight will be on as well That will be a massive story what, What's worse? What, you know, what's the yeah. best outcome? Yeah I mean listen We had a lot of debate here over the last few weeks About shape Should Celtic go back to a four? You know, is the three's not working? If those two guys were available, would they get back to a three? I mean, we watched the game, obviously I was at the game, Hugh watched the game at the weekend. Shane Duffy done what Shane Duffy had to do, which was, again, defend his penalty box, head it, kick it, block it, all those things. But he was against a big, powerful opponent in, in Sam Cosgrove. I think it suited him a little bit. Whereas interchanging strikers you know a little bit more intricate he seems to get exposed mm-hmm. a little bit I mean the the, the, the I think it was the, was the third goal or the second goal I can't remember now where he goes towards the ball was really basic defending number one goal was the third, I in think. that defensive situation is delay and, and Shane Duffy will know that delay you delay as long as possible you back off you delay allow your teammates mm-hmm. to regroup Try and, uh, you know, allow the, the, the striker to have different options and hope he picks the wrong one. But mm. when you commit yourself, you make it easy. So, listen, Shane Duffy's not playing well. We, know, we understand that. But at this moment in time, I think Neil Lennon will mm. stick with him and try and see if he can if he can get through this period. Who gets the blame then, James? Is this just a player out of form, which, which happens? Or does it feed into a wider concern you have about Celtic's recent recruitment? Personally, I think he's just a player that's out of form. You can see it on the park. He's just his confidence is just not there, and that that speaks for the rest of the side, I suppose. But I think, and him in particular, he knows the amount of pressure that's on his shoulders this season. And, um, and I just think that he's just having a, a really poor run of form. Um, and as much I know, I'm criticising him a lot, but he's just he's getting to the point now that he's just. He, no matter what he does It's not good enough And I just think We need some sort of yeah. change In the back Well we'll be here on Sunday lunchtime We'll bring you the team news As soon as it breaks Thank you very much To James and Motherwell I think that takes us up nicely To time for this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Don't worry We'll make it short and sweet We'll get right back to the phones As the the, the busyness of the lines demands But in the meantime Let's play Beat the Pundit Your chance to win a signed ball If you get more questions right Than Jim or Hugh 01419511025 Lines close at 7 So be quick Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevens and Jim Duffy are here looking back on a big night of Europa League action last night lots of anger frustration disappointment call it what you will surrounding Celtic's defeat against Sparta Prague Rangers fans let's hear from you if you want to discuss Alfredo Morelos or the game uh, in Lisbon against Benfica of course we do have four big games in the Premiership tonight as well let's do this first though Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. It's the one week anniversary, Hugh Keevens. Of will you tell him? Will you tell Jim Duffy or will I? I, I lost beat the pundit seven one to a man who is very very good, but. Gordon omits to mention that I came back. I came back like Sylvester Stallone. I came back and won on Monday, Monday. night. That's you, you did. You did. It's the it's the one week anniversary. I couldn't let it pass by without mentioning it. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot happening in Philadelphia at the moment as well. Yeah. So you never know. You, we could we could get shot. If, if only Hugh Keevens in the ring as a 
Some sort of spin-off If only my wife's name was Adrian (laughs) Wow (laughs) That's plenty Let's get back to the football Paul is in Deacon's Bank tonight Hi Paul Hi how you doing? Not bad at all Are you well? Yeah I'm good Good right I'll toss the coin Paul If it's heads you take on uh, Shuggy Balboa And if it's tails you take on Jim Duffy Let's see what we've got and it is It's Hugh Keevans oh. uh, Up against Paul and Deacon he's, he's shadow boxing Around the studio here Paul we should see him That's the quickest I've seen him move Right I'll give Hugh some His shadow's just laid one on him actually <laughs> Staggering uh, I'll give Clyde two to Hugh So that he doesn't know What's going on in the studio Paul 30 seconds on the clock Up against Hugh And you can pass That is all you need to know You ready? Yep Top man Your time starts now How many goals has Shane Duffy Scored for Celtic? Who are Dundee United playing tonight? St Marin Before Benfica Who was the last team Glenn Kamara scored against? Dundee In what year did Craig Gordon Last play for Scotland? 2017 Who did Derek McInnes Replace as Aberdeen manager? Jimmy Calder Which team were the last Championship side To win the Scottish Cup? Ash Oh go on give it a guess Better. Right, let's bring in Hugh Keevans. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Well, it wasn't Eye of the Tiger you were listening to over in Clyde 2, was it? No. Right, okay. It was Alice. <laughs> yeah. Alice. 24 years I've been living next door to Alice. Well, for 24 years I've been living next door to Malice. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Same set of questions to you. Good. Let's do it. How many goals has Shane Duffy scored for Celtic? Two. Who are Dundee United playing tonight? Uh, St. Mirren. Before Benfica, who was the last team Glenn Kamara scored against? Pass. In what year did Craig Gordon last play for Scotland? Uh, 2018 Who did Derek McInnes replace as Aberdeen manager? Uh, pass Which team were the last championship side to win the Scottish Cup? Um, Ross County What was the score the last time Celtic played Motherwell? Quickly 5-0 Okay, okay Paul, what do you think? Uh, I think it could be close I'm not sure mm, It's pretty close I think Let's find out How many goals Has Shane Duffy scored For Celtic It's two Against Ross County And St Mirren You both got it Dundee United Are playing St Mirren Tonight You both got it Before Benfica Who was the last team Glenn Kamara scored against It was Livingston Quite mm. a tough one that It was a Betfred Cup game um, Just over a year ago In what year Did Craig Gordon Last play for Scotland I think Paul went 2017 Hugh went 2018 The answer is 2018 So Hugh moves in front It was those um, friendlies Remember uh, The reason you might not Is because we've tried to forget about them <laughs> Belgium Portugal and Belgium, Belgium yeah. um, 3-2 to Hugh Keevans Who did Derek McInnes replace As Aberdeen manager? No, no. Craig Brown Oof. Yeah none of you got that the, 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 Which team were the last championship side To win the Scottish Cup? Hearts Hibs David Gray Sir David Gray As they call him now mm-hmm. I think you'll find uh, And the score The last time Celtic played Motherwell The only game of football uh, I've been to work at this season <laughs> It was 3-0 to Celtic On the 30th of August Paul you were right It was close You got two on the board Early doors Then you faded And Hugh Keevans finished stronger So he's beaten you by 3-2 to two. Hard lines Paul Ah well It's not too bad Not too bad at all no, no, Good, good enough all. to give it another go At some point I would think Yeah Yeah of course Yeah 3-2 There we go That was that left jab Just one in points Adrian <laughs> <laughs> Is that is two in a week Enough to make up For a 7-1 mauling Would you say Oh on aggregate Yes 
Your job's safe for another week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've got a few more, uh, a few more to go. I'm just looking at live pictures coming in from from the streets of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and obviously we've not got the volume on. I just wonder if it's you or Trump that they're talking about. <laughs> Both equally divisive figures. I can't, I can't decide. Told you, living next door to malice. Uh, there we go. And what you could have done and beat the pundit is once you got to to four questions, you could have just said that that you've won and you're unwilling to take yes. any more questions. That's, no, the, that's the, the way it goes now, is it not? The, the next time I lose, I'm asking for a recount. <laughs> well, don't. There's every there's every chance I've counted them up wrong, so please don't do that. But I think I can handle it tonight. Three, two, in favour of Hugh Kevens. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Continuing to look back on last night's Europa League What about uh, tonight's Premiership matches? I feel we're neglecting them But yeah. I, I kind of knew this would happen The phone lines are going absolutely mental to my left um, What about tonight's football? Well, obviously the one that stands out is Aberdeen against Hibs uh, Particularly since Jack Ross, the Hibs manager Has said that uh, he feels that Hibs can split the old firm uh, this season And of course, if Hibs win tonight at Petaudry They would go above Celtic just to add to the fun surrounding Sunday's match at Motherwell, um, Aberdeen coming off the back of a going over from Celtic. So fascinating stuff at Petaudry. But as someone pointed out to me earlier in the day, Jack Ross is talking about splitting the old firm. This is a week after a team from the Championship beat Hibs in the Scottish Cup and Hibs had two hours against them and didn't beat them. Is this the battle for, for third place, Jim? Is this a significant night in that race? Too early? Yeah, I think it's too early. I think that, uh, you know, there's there's just so much football, as, uh, you know, Hughes mentioned to be playing here. But nevertheless, um, you know, you want to try and, uh, you know, just gain that wee bit of extra psychological advantage. And, and that that's what this game today, to me, the big one is how does it Mirren perform? It's it been a month, I think, since mm. they've played, you know, and obviously there's a lot, so much, uh, you know, the players have missed training and, you know, they wouldn't be leading the bounce games and all these sort of things just to get themselves up to speed. So, It'll be interesting to see how, yeah. how they perform in, in the league it's, it's longer than that Friday the 2nd of October Was St yeah. Mirren's last league game yeah, In case right. you've lost track yeah. It's now the 6th of November They played a couple How, in how the... much havoc does that play With your fitness Jim? Oh I, I mean, an enormous amount cause Didn't affect it, Motherwell last week Yeah Or against Ross County Yeah sharpness I think As I said I think is, is the big thing You know your general fitness Okay players can, The ones that haven't been affected By uh, coronavirus Can go out and do things But we don't know how many because obviously you know quite quite right um, you know that we don't know which players have been affected but some are affected worse than others but nevertheless as a group you can't do anything as a group so yeah it'll be really um, uh, difficult for St Month to go to Dundee United and see if they can get the result Let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard shall we after last night's point in Lisbon um, it looked for a long time like it would be be more than that Stephen Gerrard says They've only got themselves to blame For not getting the three points He says Some of the attacking play Was the best he's seen this season But admits they just Weren't good enough When they went 3-1 in front It'll certainly sting for a while uh, Obviously feels More like a defeat Than a positive point right now When the dust settles I'm sure it'll be a valuable point But We've got ourselves to blame. I thought, you know, we started the game really poor for the opening minutes of the game. Deserved to be one behind. And we also finished the game poorly as well. So we've certainly got a lot to learn from, from the goals we've conceded. Having said that, you know, when the red card happened, some of the football and some of the creativity and goals we scored were absolutely fantastic. I thought it was periods of the game where we actually played the best we've played this season. So uh, it's certainly very mixed at the moment. Um, it feels like a defeat because at 3-1 our game management and our order on the pitch should have been better to get over the line we should have went on and scored more goals tonight but more importantly at 
3-1. We didn't have to be gung-ho at times. We didn't have to be so bold and ambitious. We needed more order and more game management on the pitch, and that's the disappointing thing going away from the game, that we never played well enough at 3-1, certainly out of possession. Maybe not top of the list about getting life back to normal in these COVID times, but I'll be delighted to see the end of Zoom press conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hugh Keeves. Let's bring in who was through first. I think it was Scott in Johnson. As a Rangers fan, Scott, how do you look back on last night? How are you doing, panel? Evening, gentlemen. Hi, Scott. Uh, last night at the end of the game, I was very disappointed. Uh, I was upset about his dropping it and thinking to myself, that could have been another big scout that we took with our unbeaten run at home. But as, uh, the more I thought about it, and I got up this morning and I thought to myself, how far has Rangers come for the Rangers fans to be disappointed with our draw and dropping two points in Europe? How far have we come under Stephen Gerrard? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Um, you know the, the the most remarkable thing so far about Stephen Gerrard's time as Rangers manager has been the European performances, because they've run in tandem with domestic performances that haven't brought him a trophy yet. But in Europe, the scalps that he has taken quite incredible. Uh, and at the moment, Scott nine points clear, top of yeah. the league. Celtic might have two games in hand, but at the moment they should. Keep quiet at the games in hand And just wait and see what happens in them Um, Top of your uh, group in the Europa League Yeah, Rangers have come a very, very long way And it is right that the Celtic supporters Show them the professional respect And understand that They are in a very, very serious fight If they want to win this season's title Right Scott, what was good about last night and, And where did it go wrong? Some of the play that we played to get the ball See when we, we went 1-0 down I went oh no here we go We're going to get uh, embarrassed here But the way the guys brought themselves together And come back Yeah I know they went down to 10 men that helped But it's just as they say The play and the passing And see whether we started that uh, Back in our own box And they went right up the park And for Kamara to score the goal we scored and it was just something else And the way that the, the boys are focusing on the football just now They took their eye off the ball last night and cost us uh, two points As I said at the time I was angry Disappointed But the more I thought about it And I think to myself And this is the first time I've actually said that out loud I really do believe That Rangers are going to Take some silverware Along with the league this year Jim and Same sort of question to you Where where does it Where does it go wrong When you get yourself in that that position Because the Rangers defence This season has been, been brilliant But mm. obviously last night it, it was far from it yeah, I mean, obviously Philip Palander who's been uh, outstanding alongside uh, the rest of the Rangers um, defenders and, and, and players in particular, had a poor game and individually, you know, he wasn't his best. And I suppose from some aspects, you might think, well, that gets out of the way and it might just kind of refocus again, yeah. almost, almost reboot, um, you know, the concentration levels for Rangers um, without it being too hurtful because they still managed to get that point and they still, as Hugh said, they still remain top of the group. Um, but you know, generally speaking, Rangers have played very well. I thought their, some of their football last night, Scott said, was outstanding. Yeah, the Camara goal, yeah, it, it, it sums it up perfectly yeah, the from one end to the other. Terrific, and you know, again, you know, 
Yeah, you listen at three goals and against ten men, you should definitely be winning the game. And Ryan Kent had another really good chance. He hits a post that could have really cemented it. But Rebo had a header yeah. as well, didn't he? First, yeah, there was first chances half. there, but the, the way they played it in that kind of middle hour. But sometimes a game, particularly away to Benfica, you know, you know, you have to kind of weather the storm a little bit. So the first fifteen minutes, they had to clear their heads. And then eventually started playing similar to what they've done in, in many, many European games under Steven Gerrard, where they just look very comfortable in those type of uh, surroundings. But I think the, the, there still is a tinge of disappointment there has to be when you're in total control of the game uh, and you lose two two goals to ten men. You know, you, there has to be an air of disappointment there. But... Uh, again uh, Scott yeah. says Rangers but, are playing Some terrific football At this moment in time As Scott said though How far have Rangers come This was the Rangers side That couldn't beat The fourth best team In Luxembourg Progress Nidicorn And then A new manager came in And Europe has been Their playground Since then um, I, I may not get much right But on the day That the groups were drawn I said to you Rangers will win Their group Not just You know Do well and Go on to the knockout stages I said they would win the group And I think they can go a very long way In this competition I mean the Spurs and Arsenal And Leicester City um, Will present big hurdles um, Along the way But I think Rangers could Go quite a way Scott and Johnson A pleasure to speak to you Hopefully we will do it again soon Uh, George is also a Rangers fan From Bathgate Where do you sit on the Good point Versus Frustrating end to the match Debate George I, I think we've got I mean the boy Scott Was just on there uh, Was bang on what he was saying as well But I think uh, We've got to be realistic about it uh, Before the game I would have took a draw um, 100% And I can say Mistakes And then just have um, Throwing the game away As far as I'm concerned But the way I was t- I, I hate the word progress But let's say The word progress right now How far we've actually came That's what we've got to remember um, Gordon We've won absolutely nothing yet And we've done nothing But I believe We've not even there's mere gears to us, Gordon. I really do believe that. I mean, that's be Alfredo just started firing now. So um, we're looking all right now, uh, Gordon. And I think for us to come away from last night and say we're a bit gutted about getting a free straw with Benfica and a stadium they hadn't even beaten. Um, I mean, that's good to show how far we've actually come. Yeah, Jim, the level of comfort in European performances, mm. is, I think we said it on air last night. To be fair, we said it when Rangers were 3-1 up and I don't know if it was the kiss of death, but mm. as much as that would have been a big... <laughs> It would have been a shock on paper, but but then mm. you you ask yourself, would it really? And I mean that, but given what this just seems to be what Rangers mm. do in Europe at the moment, they always seem to deal with whatever challenges mm. in front of them. You would have been because Jaws said the, the, Benfica the record yeah, that Benfica's got at home. It's a phenomenal um, record there, and to 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 be in that position to win the game would would have been a you know an absolutely sensational result. But listen, you know the the it's about development. You know, Jaws doesn't like the word progress. But, you know, there is progress in, in the sense of, you know, how the team adapts to the opposition, how they adapt to the, the circumstances, as we all know, are different just now for, for everybody. You know, even just travelling or these sort of things just now are completely different. So Rangers have adapted really well to everything that's been uh, it's been uh, thrown at them. But they still have to keep it going mm-hmm. and they still have to understand that, um, you know, they, they know that there is a, there's still a hurdle and a major hurdle to go over, which is to get silverware back uh, into the Ibrox Trophy room Alfredo Morelos is now rec- Rangers record European goal scorer much to the delight of his manager He was very happy uh, after the game in terms of his, his record breaking uh, I think he wants to build on that I think the hunger's there you can see the you can see it in his eyes he wants to go and score more goals in, in the competition I know he's got dreams and aspirations of 
playing in the Champions League one day, which is good for him. Um, in terms of where he's at, there's definitely um, the goals are back, uh, the hunger's back, the sharpness back. Um, in terms of comparing them to old, I don't really like doing that because um, it's about the now. It's about what he offers moving forward. Um, but he's, he's definitely in a, a better place in terms of his form and how he looks. And um, he's smiling, he seems happy. So that's fantastic for everyone connected with Rangers. How big an achievement is that, George? It's absolutely, I mean, that's a, that's a brilliant record as well. I mean, the wee guy's not been firing recently. And for to get that, um, he's, he's done absolutely brilliant for us, uh, Gordon. He really, really has. See, there's something else as well, Gordon. And I mean, I, I phoned up here. I, see, I, I was at all the games, third division. I was at all the ones. And I felt the hurt and things like that, Gordon. And one night I phoned up and somebody phoned up and said, getting a bit hurt in my voice because I can hear it now the other way around, uh, Gordon. I can see it swinging the other way. I mean, I, I heard uh, Laurie on a couple of weeks ago there a crazy call with Stephen Gerrard. It really is swinging the other way now. Um, and I didn't think it last year at the cup final because I thought they're still a wee bit after. We're definitely getting closer now, Gordon. So like I say, we've done nothing yet, but I still believe that this could be our season. To be fair to Laurie, regular caller, he did say what he said. He, he said that Stephen Gerrard was a scrap dealer. But to be absolutely fair to Laurie, he came back on, admitted that he'd gone over the top and withdrew what he had said So Laurie's slate is clean once again <laughs> Thank you very much to George in Bathgate 01419511025 I have got a good full time teaser for you You're going to have to know your goal scorers They're coming up next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here My night is on its way to being ruined Hugh Keevens oh. I've got next Thursday in my mind I can't stop thinking about it And there's reports coming out From down south tonight Ryan Fraser missing out uh, Of the Newcastle team Due to a hamstring injury And is reportedly due To withdraw from the Scotland squad oh. So it begins Just when he was forming a partnership With <sighs> Lyndon Dykes But um, listen Plenty more players where he came from it's a blow Jim Because as Hugh says they, Those two look good together mm-hmm. Ryan Fraser maybe gives us Something that we don't Have elsewhere mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's a one of a kind within, yeah. within the squad Yeah he actually said himself He'd never really played Like a centre forward Up there I mean he's not playing An out and out centre forward But he's playing Like in those channels And allows Dykes to go and play And get in behind Stretch defenders And yeah And it did look as if That had, uh, that, that was a, an absolute certainty To be the front two but uh, if uh, the reports are correct, then um, Stevie Clark has got uh, another <sighs> headache. Do this, this. Come on, let's at least see if we can get a full complement of players mm-hmm. out there next Thursday. Anyway, uh, we're about to bring in Mark in Easterhouse. Uh, he's actually just disappeared, so we'll need to try and get Mark back. Mm-hmm. He's got some thoughts, some interesting thoughts on the future of Neil Lennon. Here's your teaser tonight, though. Oh. Uh, thank you to Mark O'Brien for sending in. Mark says, since 2008, can you name the seven Irish international players? So either Republic of Ireland or Northern Ireland caps to score in a Scottish Cup final or a Scottish League Cup final so since 2008 seven Irish international players either Republic or Northern Ireland to score in a Scottish Cup final or Scottish League Cup final Anthony Stokes yes 2016 Scottish Cup final nine Republic of Ireland caps Josh McGuinness no Aidan McGeady yes 93 Republic of Ireland caps scored in the 09 League Cup final Stephen Davis Yes, 119 Northern Ireland caps scored in the 2011 League Cup final. Right, okay, you're doing well. That's three of eight. I think we can afford to leave it there. Let's bring in Mark in Easterhouse. How's it going, Mark? Uh, not bad. 
It's been a bit one way traffic on the the calls tonight, Mark. A lot of negativity about your manager. Are you on to to join in or to defend him? Defend him, like never mind Europe, never mind it whatsoever. It's all about the league. Yeah, and that that may well be the case, Mark. But the, the problem is that the league's not been as good as a lot of Celtic fans would have hoped either, has it? Yeah, but once Europe's out of the way, we can just concentrate on the league and. I don't see what the big hysteria is Because 10 in a row will happen Well you see that's a dangerous assumption and Let's you... find out a bit more about that What what makes you so confident Mark? You might you might well be right You can call us back in May I'm, I'm, There's every chance you'll be right But what, what makes you so confident? Neil Lennon He's done it in the past He'll do it again But the past is in the past I mean you, you have to deal with The here and now And the here and now Is that in their last two league games Celtic have dropped five points out of six against Rangers and Aberdeen. Yeah, but that's just a little blip in the season. Like after Christmas, Rangers just explode. Well, here we go again. Because Rangers have exploded or imploded uh, for the past two seasons, you are assuming, Mark. That it will just automatically happen A third time in a row That's not the way to go about your business And you've got to negotiate From early November To late December Before you get to the bit Where you think Rangers will implode once again And it starts on Sunday at Motherwell For me, Mark You're dangerously um, Complacent here this is the difficulty Jim Because I'll repeat it Mark might be right This is mm. not me shooting down The suggestion that Celtic will win the league They might well do mm. But if the, if the best case you can build is Well it's happened before mm-hmm. that, that, that would that would worry me I'd be, I'd be looking to, to, to sort of back that up With a, with a bit more Yeah but Mark is, is Obviously going in a different route From the, the majority of callers we've had tonight Who believe that um, It's either time to change the manager Or the team are, are certainly underperforming And won't win the league so Mark is looking at it from a different perspective. He's looking at someone who's been over over the course before. Um, you know, he's won over course and distance uh, to 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 use the 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 horse and, uh, analogy, and he believes he's got the experience to to go over these hurdles. And I think that there's elements of that that have to be there. You have to gain, yeah. Um, you know, that, knowledge that's winning from, mentality yeah, from, and so on, from, yeah. from okay. previous in, uh, 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 challenges. And and again, it will be remain to be seen uh, whether that's the case. As I said to Hugh earlier on, I don't see Celtic losing that many games domestically. So I think it will be nipping. Do you tuck. see them losing more than Rangers though? Because that's the question now, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, again, as I said, come come the turn of the year, the next old firm game, Celtic have to be on the coattails of Rangers. There's no doubt about that. They can't they can't let the gap get too much bigger, even with the, the couple of games in hand, because they might not get played. I don't think their, their dates have been given yet. So they might not get played till next year because mm-hmm. of all that's happening. And so the gap might even be even more, but I just look at the quality mm-hmm. Celtic have And I cannot see Celtic The players that they have there The squad they've got Underperforming for, for, for a concerted yeah. period of time I just can't see it Mark, on, on your confidence that Rangers will fall apart Because they always do Rangers are unbeaten this season There is no winter break There is no break There will be no trip to Dubai The circumstances are completely different So what makes you so sure that, that Rangers will, will fall apart? They've done it in the past They'll do it again I, I don't think you're quite getting this Just because something has happened in the past you, you're, you're overlooking the fact That Rangers this season Are 
far superior to the Rangers of last season and the one before. They are currently nine points ahead of Celtic, and you cannot go on saying it's happened in the past. Therefore, it will happen in the present. But to be to be fair, they might. They might As it stands We don't know Mark Mark may well be right Everyone will be calling Mark out For being the, a brilliant psychic If it turns out well, to be the case I, I just think Mark is f- Absolutely failing To look round about him And see what's going on Mark and Easterhouse Thank you very much For getting in touch tonight uh, We'll take more calls in Just a second What about tonight's games though Let's hear from some of the managers Who are involved I think the, the big game is Obviously um, the, the battle for third If you like Aberdeen and Hibs So let's hear from um, the managers involved in that um, How do you see that one Panning out Hugh Maybe both teams feeling a little bit sore yeah. After um, Scottish Cup final disappointments And that's why It's a source of mystery to me Because you know Aberdeen Having drawn 3-0 with Celtic In a terrific game of football Were then rubbish against Celtic The following weekend uh, Hibbs um, blow hot and cold as well And I think they blew it big time against Hearts uh, They missed big chances um, So Well I'll go for it Aberdeen will recover better than Hibs will And Aberdeen will win the game Let's hear from the managers Derek McInnes first up I'm glad we've got a game Pretty quickly afterwards You know And at the same token We don't play again for I mean I won't see a lot of my players For a couple of weeks really um, we don't get them back into the Thursday before the, the Rangers game so effectively it's important from that point of view that we try and uh, get a positive result a good performance hopefully but get the three points and then we can feel good about ourselves and, and uh, have it look, reflect on a strong start to the campaign I think if we win I think we would be our second strongest start in 20 years in the league um, with points for per game so you know that's something that we we feel there's been a positive start, but when it would uh, just uh, reinforce that. You have to put it aside. You have to um, refocus again and use it as motivation to um, have success this season. That's something something we can take a lot of confidence from. Our away form in general has been very good this season. Um, away performances have been very good. We've already been to difficult venues. And in one games, um, this is um, at the moment out with the, the top two in the league. It's the most difficult venue you can go and visit in terms of the level, but the opposition have performed at this season and, and I know the club hasn't had a great recent history at that venue as well so it's something that we need to put right but we feel them we're, we're capable of doing so we know it's a challenging game Yeah um, Jack Ross will be very keen to get over the disappointment of the Hearts game very keen to go above Celtic in the league big incentives there for Hibs tonight um, but I just have the Hunch that Aberdeen will be the one to win it. Jim, I think it's one change each from mm-hmm. from the games last week. If if you know if, if there's a sense of frustration, mm-hmm. it's not really been reflected in in the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's been ripped up. Joe Lewis and Gola back three. Hoban, Taylor, Considine, McLennan, Ferguson, McCrory, and Kennedy across uh, with sort of hedges and right giving support to Sam Cosgrove. Um, and a lot of good players on show mm-hmm. when you look at it. You know in the team lines: Marciano, McGinn, Porteous, Hanlon, Doig. Boyle, Gogic, Newell, Murphy Dodge, Nesbitt Very strong mm. Hibs team as well Should be a cracker Yeah I mean both teams look as if they're going to play the three at the back um, You know again I didn't think it was ideal for Aberdeen last week With Kennedy and Hedges and the, the wing backs I didn't really think it, it worked uh, for them uh, In terms of um, creating chances uh, Hibernian I watched the, 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 the game against Hearts as well and again, you know, it wasn't it wasn't perfect in, in certain situations, but 
I just think home advantage mm-hmm. Without the fans or stuff, I just think home advantage And Aberdeen being a Quite a difficult team to score against I think yeah. they might just nick it I don't see a lot of goals in the game But I think Aberdeen might just nick it Been a while since St Mirren Played a game of football They've made signings since then And Jake Doyle-Hayes Makes his St Mirren debut uh, This evening So I'll give you that St Mirren team Jack Anakin goal uh, Looks like a back Four of Fraser, McCarthy, Shaughnessy and Tate um, This Website I won't hang them out to dry But they've definitely Lined this up wrong So I'll try and uh, rearrange Doyle Hayes will, will be in midfield Erehon McPherson Perhaps a bit deeper uh, Mason And McGrath Perhaps supporting um, Christian Dennis uh, Up front for St Mirren tonight So Interesting look to that attack uh, Segrist for Dundee United Smith Edward Reynolds Robson Bolton Butcher Harks and Pollock With Clark and Shankland uh, Up front So Paul, um, Mark McNulty Has to settle for a place On the bench Hard to fit those three in at the moment a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, I think he tried. It didn't quite yeah, work. I think game, he yeah. tried to play a kind of diamond and, you know, McNaughty behind or Clark behind, I think, the two. Um, yeah, well, listen, it's about competition for places, which gives them good strength up there with Clark, McNaughty and Shankland. Shankland's not been fanning all cylinders because I think he struggled with that injury to start way. But, uh, you know, again, um, you know, he's, he's, if they get him back fanning all, uh, you know, uh, the level he has been over the last couple of years, then the United will definitely, you know, start to move up the league because the goalkeeper's good, defensively they're solid, but uh, they've just been a wee bit inconsistent um, in the final third. And Hugh Ross County against Livingston in front of three hundred yeah. fans. This is not the time to joke <laughs> about that being a bigger turnout than it, it would no. have been pre-COVID. But Ross County, Livy, brilliant to see the first, hopefully, the first step on the the road to getting fans back in. Because yeah, this is not a test. Remember, this is this is. The, the green light if you like of because, because the tier one tier one yeah but we're using terms in football now that <laughs> you know the, tier one uh, and good luck to them because uh, that means that you're in a an area where COVID-19 is not a serious problem uh, so good luck to them uh, I feel that Ross County will take advantage of the fact that they're at home with people behind them and will sneak it 2-1 I know it's only 300 Jim Can it give you just a little lift Just a little sense of something different Absolutely You know there's no doubt about that Because Listen they're probably in one section All will be spread out Socially yep. distant as we understand But Nevertheless Yeah well, if you score a goal You've got fans to celebrate with you You can run towards them You can You know it's, it just gives you A little boost um, From Ross County They'll be hoping they do score But again I think Livingston Although they haven't been at their best this year And they've been you know, Comprehensively beaten by Motherwell last week I, I don't know, I just got a wee sneaky feeling they could just go up there and spoil the party. Um, it, it's growing arms and legs, if you like. It seems to be getting stood up all across the place. Ryan Fraser does look set to pull out of this Scotland squad with a hamstring injury. Anyway, what about tonight's teaser? It's not Scotland internationals, it's Irish internationals we're looking for. Either Republic or Northern Ireland uh, since 2008 who've scored in a Scottish Cup final or League Cup final. You've got McGeady, Davis and Stokes. Darren O'Dee. Brilliant. Jim Duffy. Uh, Billy Mackay? No, so you've got three to get and we'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You've still got time to get your calls in. We're kicking off in the four big Premiership matches and we're trying to finish the teaser. It's all happening on a Friday night. Jim Duffy. And Hugh Keevens are teaming up to answer Mark's question tonight. He sent it in to full time at Clyde1.com since 2008. Name the seven Irish international players, so Republic or Northern Ireland, to score in a Scottish Cup final 
or League Cup final You're doing pretty well You've got Stokes Stephen Davis McGeady Darren O'Dee uh, Milo Lorimer is on He's got One of the others That you're still looking for And he says Can I also get a mention On the show For my new son Born mm. today Little Mason Lorimer oh, There we go Congratulations yeah. Hope everyone Congratulations. Uh, Is well I need to mention Alistair McIntyre I met him in the number 61 bus Going to Mulgay The other day what is this? I think this is a GBX Jim MD you want to say Hello to <laughs> A big shout out That's what everybody says right. These days anyone? A big shout to everyone no. Of course Just yeah. everyone Everyone. Have you ever been the 61 Boston Mulgay? <laughs> Absolutely not I thought it was a Mary Hill bus 61 Am I missing out? It is, it goes through Mary Hill yeah. and then goes to Mulgay yeah. I used to get out of school there, yeah You must get dogs abuse on the bus, <laughs> do you no, not? No, do you know what? People Imagine are, him getting on the bus No, you people, miss him. people are incredibly kind they, they come up and He's got a mask on hello. That's true and, no, and, no. and he's probably got a hood up and everything else and dark glasses Come and up and say hello <laughs> I mean, I don't. I I expect it. I was leaving the house today. There was a a house over in the corner. So it's not even really a neighbour. I can't really even see what's going on there. There's a back fence and a head popped up from over the <laughs> fence. And it was a it was a workman. Is Hugh Keevans on the night? Uh-huh. And he wanted. He, he he sensed that, that that you would be up for it tonight, given what went on last night. So <laughs> there you go. Hopefully, you've not been let down. Right. That, that was the GBX section of the show done. Um, any more on this teaser? Yeah, I mean, I thought there was two, but one would have been Kyle Lafferty, which no. I think says no, and the other one is Johnny Hayes. Yes. 2017 Scottish Cup final, that was against Celtic, wasn't it, for Aberdeen? It was. They opened the scoring, actually. On the Yeah, did he it? did. Yeah. yeah, that was the Tom Rogic day. Um, yeah. If Johnny Hayes is there, is Niall McGinn there? No. These two are really tough for a number of reasons. They've only got four caps between them, and... The cup finals that they scored in were going back a bit. Oh, well, we can't go back any further no, than 2008. No, but <laughs> relatively speaking. Well, well, one, well, here's your clue then. One of them was 2008, and the other one was 2012. 2008 is. I'll let that bubble away with you. Let's bring in Colin in Gart Kosh. Sorry, Colin, you've been hanging on for ages. What's your point tonight? Hi, Gordon. Uh, hi, Jim. Hi, Hugh. Hi, um, hi, hope you're well. Um, I've got um, kind of two points, Gordon. If, that, if that's okay, sure. I'll give you my first one, and then and then come on to my second. So, mm-hmm. the first one really is um, last night. Stephen Gerrard, Rangers. Everything about is just now is brilliant. Everything's flying, um, and we're, we're doing great. If he'd have offered us, you know, it'd be seven points um, from the first three games with a bit of hand off you. But there was one thing that annoyed me was the selection last night. Now I know Hollander and Golson have been playing together in the league and have been have been pretty strong. Um, for the first two European games, we've played Balogun um, at centre-back. He's quicker than Hollander, he's got a wee bit more pace about him. This third game, we're going up against Benfica. We've got a fantastic home record in Europe, and um, they're quite pacey um, with the winners so, um, on the break, at least. So I just can't understand why Balogun was then dropped to the bench. Um, he's shown himself, when he up at Aberdeen start of the season, how quickly he can recover. Um, and I just feel that that was the first kind of mistake that we mm. made last night by by our selection. Um, and I just wondered what the panel thought of that. Interesting did, did point. You, uh, I, didn't, I actually didn't realise that, that, that Balogun had played yeah. both. I remember him coming. I didn't realise he'd played both. Colin, did you feel that way at 3-1? <laughs> Um, yeah, because uh, first goal, Hollander obviously was the was the the, the first to, to let the goal go. Um, my second point, I'll come on to you for three one. You that, that also talk about defensively, but um, yeah, straight away that was the first question I heard the team was. Where's Balogun? You know, he's up against these pacey um, defenders. I mean, I, d- I didn't foresee Hollander making any mistakes. He's a good defender. He's Swedish international. 
But then when I saw that, I'm going, is it because he's, you know, he's got this quick pace coming up um, very fast um, and hitting him on the break? And is that why he's panicked last night within the first minute? Difficult one though, Colin, because I mean, Halander, looking at the, the volume of games played, he's first choice, isn't he, ahead of Balogun? Absolutely, but as I say, in Europe, it looked yeah. like Balogun was the first choice for Europe. Let's put it to Jim. Um, going, on, a... going on the evidence of the first two games. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a very fair point, Jim. <laughs> yeah, listen, I mean, Rangers have been. Unbelievably strong defensively with goals and, and Hollander in there. You know, I mean, there's hardly been a team with a shot against them, never mind scored a goal. So I think when you go there, you go with a consistent partnership, which has been over mm-hmm. recent weeks uh, since Balogun went well, out. What about the, the fact Balogun played both European games? He played the yeah. Standard Liege game and the Poznan game. Listen, you can look at it after it because you can look and say, well, listen, he, he seems more suited to European football, yep. particularly counter-attack football, which is a, a lot of European football is based on. But to me, I, I, I wouldn't have changed it last night because I think that, go, that, I think that the back four okay. and, and the goalkeeper for me picked itself absolutely. Yep. And other than the last few minutes of the game, the last time of the game, Rangers were in control. Yeah, I made a mistake the first minute, but in between times, they still looked very comfortable. I can't remember really Alan McGregor and too much it, to do the rest it, of the game. It might be that... Stephen Gerrard sitting up the West End in Glasgow thinking, do you know what? Listen to the programme as he always does. Um, Colin's got a point. I wish I wish I had mm. played Balogun now. But I mean, you know, managers pick the team. Jim's been doing it for years. You pick the team and after certain games you'll think, I wish I'd played him instead. What about being 3-1 three, three up then, Colin? That was your other point, wasn't it? Yeah, well, my other point is, and it's something that's that's, that's always worried me um, with 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 Gerard at times as a as a manager. As I say, I think he's done a fantastic job. I'm, I'm a really happy Rangers fan, and I don't want anybody to get that wrong. But substitutions for me, I mean, last night there's two minutes injury time. This is what I was saying to you about your three-one, and I would like to know what Jim thinks as a manager. But for me, I would be making a substitution. You know, we've, we've got four um, subs that we can make. We've only stopped the game once to make mm. the, the Arfield sub. Bring on Balligan. Go to mm. a back five. You know, uh, bring on players. You know, I understand when, when it was last year, he was looking at the bench. It wasn't a strong bench and he was maybe not trusting the players that were there. We're getting told how strong our bench is. You know, you guys are speaking about it all the time. The bench is so strong. Why are you making one sub when we personally at one point you I thought if he won the game was over, I thought we'd won it. Why not make the subs? Get the guys off who, who are playing week in, week out, freshen it up and, and, and secure that victory. And for me, ninety one minutes, ninety minutes, eighty nine, you should be making a sub and going to the for me, bring Balogun on at that point, go to a back five and just see the match out. Um that that's that's the, the only two worries. Other than that, as I say, I, th- I think it's a great start to the season. Yeah, I mean, God, they done it against Commander. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Yeah, you know when uh, you know a lot of people were saying, you know that uh, oh, Commander come back in here, and rather than looking say, oh, could we go and score another goal? He thought, well, my team are not playing great. I make sure we can we 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 keep this one nothing advantage. He brought in Balogun, went to the, the three centre backs because he knew that Commander were going to throw balls in the box, and it worked and uh, deserves a lot of credit for it. But yeah, I mean, listen. After the game He may well himself Be thinking Why did I not do that Because It did seem something Particularly when it went to 3-2 Maybe Because he, he mentioned After the game He didn't feel his team Had good management And he, he used the term You know A good order in the game And Maybe as a manager He's got to then look at that And think Right I should have dealt with that I should have seen that Even if the players didn't see it So yeah I think I think he'll, he'll reflect upon that Himself and think Yeah In hindsight It probably would have been The right Um um, the right decision to make to put on Balogun and just show up, but you know, listen, as you said after the game, listen, we've yeah. all done it after the game. We always think, why didn't I or I should have done this? And 
As I said, I'm, even Steven Gerrard would have probably thought that after last night's game. At the midway point of the group, Colin, how confident are you then of progressing? Definitely, 100% really confident. I think um, let's pause and look a good side. Um, I mean, we didn't play great at Ibrox last week, but they look a good side and I think they can be a, a threat. Um, I, I'm still uh, fancy taking points off of Benfica at Ibrox. I'm not going to put my head in the block and say it'll be a win. Um, Obviously, going down to 10 men changed the game. We were pretty much under the cosh. Um, but I think with a bit of confidence from last night, they can go, right, let's let, let's see what we can do at Ibrooks, be, be a wee bit more trusting and, 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 not being, and not be fearful. I mean, for me, Benfica is probably the strongest team that we've played. Porto was pretty strong last year, but I think that's the strongest European team that we've played. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think we, if we don't, as Stu said earlier on, if we don't finish top of the group, um, I definitely see us at least finishing at least finishing second, um, whether that's a, a win um, against Standard Liège or, or a, a draw um, yeah. with Benfica. And like I say, Poznan, they're a good squad, so even if we went there and took a point, I would, I would be, I'd be over them in with that as well. Yeah, like Poznan, three Standard Liège, one last night. The, the standout result from... The opposition in the groups was was in Celtic's group. Lille yeah. going to Milan and winning three nil. Mm. I don't re- really know what to make of that. On, on one hand, that is that a, a compliment to Celtic? Look how good Lille are, and, and you know, and Celtic perhaps should have won the game. Does it give Celtic hope of, of going to Milan and doing something, or is, is, well, is does none of this matter now because Celtic have have made life too uh, difficult for themselves? As they say, go figure. Aberdeen yeah. are a goal up on Hibs Scott Wright has given the hosts an early lead Five told minutes you. on the clock Told you I'm on fire tonight <laughs> um, <laughs> but, You know, Lille at one stage Two down to Celtic uh, On their own pitch in France um, And then the following week They go and wipe the floor with mm. Milan mm. Ibrahimovic and all uh, So go figure Yes, thank you very much Colin and Gartkosh The final caller of the evening Thanks again to Colin uh, We'll be back with the open line tomorrow and again on Sunday and Monday You get the way this works yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kind of on every day at the moment Something like 27 straight days Not that I'm counting or anything like that uh, So plenty of more time in the coming days to you have 14 your say. in your house were you right about that? That's true um, <laughs> Right, since 2008 Name the seven Irish international players Republic or Northern Ireland To score in a major cup final in Scotland You've got Johnny Hayes You've got Anthony Stokes Stephen Davis Darren O'Dea And Aidan McGeady Two left are they both from the same club Or one from each club Or Both from the same city Not from the same club And it's not Glasgow And it's not Edinburgh Is it Dundee? Yes Because I, I was thinking When Dundee United were there But is it No Hunt? Yeah, oh, what a shout that is Wait. There we go That's a brilliant answer That is a ve- Darren <laughs> Tennant has got the other one The other, one, the other well. one I've got played But I don't know if he scored a goal Because he never scored many goals But with Willow Flood No Do you know what's doing you in with this one? You've got no mm. idea that he got a Northern Ireland cap. Mm. Liam Boyce. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Mm. You're, you're on. Yeah. You know, when Liam Boyce played for Northern Ireland. Oh. This guy doesn't sound like he's from Northern Ireland. He sounds a bit more like us, and he's only got one cap. 2012 Cup final. Remember that it was a significant one. It was an Edinburgh derby, quite a high scoring. Mm, yeah, Edinburgh five derby, one. Right, five one. Uh... It wasn't the. It wasn't on the team who got the one. Well, he's now a manager in the Championship. And he's, Jim, got a, uh, no, he's got a game tonight. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Who are, who are playing? Anybody? No, not no. tonight. Tonight is oh. is it Dundee Alloa tonight? Is it? Oh, uh, J- James McPake. James McPake. He's got a Northern Ireland cap. Yeah.
Oh, there you are. we go. Thank you, you, Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy. Big day of football tomorrow, as always. We're here from two o'clock, so make sure you join us. And GBX Friday's up next.